What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Fox Over Axe crew. We got the money man, the male with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. We got the master, the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And then you got the little old MC, that's me. And we got a show for y'all today. We got a show for y'all today. We got some college football playoff madness. We got some NBA coming up. We got some NFL coming down the stretch. We we got a little bit of everything for you. And we we just want to get this thing started properly. So let me just get into a few teams that have been eliminated from contention. Uh, the Patriots, for the first time ever, have been eliminated. I'm not, not for the first time ever. For the first time in 11 years, have been eliminated. We got the Lions statistically eliminated from possibility. We got a few teams eliminated. I'm not really too hurt about it. The Jets almost messed up their first overall pick today. But we we going to scurry right on past that. Now, fellas, with this college football playoff, we got number one Bama facing number four Notre Dame. Number two Clemson facing off against number three Ohio State. Two quick notes about that. Notre Dame lost their uh, conference championship game, the ACC conference championship, to Clemson by about 24 points. And a lot of folks were upset about that. Ohio State has only played six games. Do y'all think that both of those teams deserve to be there? The next two up, according to the College Football Playoff Committee, were Texas A&M, who only has one loss, but it was a four-touchdown loss to Bama. And number six, Oklahoma, who's lost to both Iowa State and Kansas State earlier in the season. Although, they avenged they lost to Iowa State in the Big 12 championship. So talk to me. Do you think that those four teams are right? Um, No, I don't. I definitely think Texas A&M should be in there and they should be playing Bama. I mean, what plays for a perfect storyline if they were able to get in there and possibly avenge their loss? I don't think it would be likely, but that would set up for a great storyline. But I think the four teams that are in there now are the four teams that we were kind of expecting to get in at the start of the season just because I feel as if the, the whole college football playoff thing has become a popularity contest. Now, we discussed on the show a few weeks ago whether or not it should be extended, and I feel like if it was extended, we could see an actual litmus test of who the best team was in, in college football. And we'd be able to accurately assess, you know, who the best team is by having this playoffs. But when it's just four teams and you really have a committee just selecting like, hey, I want these guys in, it really just boils down to who's a, you know, who's most popular, who's going to bring in the most ratings. Because if you look at the past few years, the teams that people have predicted at the end of this, at the beginning of the season usually ends up there in the end, regardless of if they have a loss or not. Uh, with the exception of Michigan, we've seen that happen pretty much spot on every time so no i definitely think texas a&m should be in there and then uh i actually think both of those teams should be over there over uh notre dame and and ohio state i think Bama and clemson are right however so hear me out this is the first ever year that we have more undefeated teams out of the playoff than in the two undefeated teams we have in the playoff this year is bama ohio state the three undefeated teams that we have out are Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, and San Jose State. Chris, talk to the folks. Do you think they got it right with this playoff selection? Uh, no, just strictly off the fact that, uh, like, these teams didn't really even play no games. So, I mean, that, that makes their margin of error a lot a lot less, less um, dense or have less weight because if you think about it, Gibbs, 
COVID affected everybody. So because you chose to play less games, you should be in there. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I I'm not, I'm not rocking. No, I with get that. you. I get you. I'm not. I, so for me, when I look at this, I, I'm a firm believer, and you can only play who's in front of you. I've been screaming and banging on the table about this ever since UCF got left out, and oddly enough. UCF made a, a little meme about it today, where it was a Hulk Hogan New World Order, New World Order thing, where they were, uh, where they were beating the mess out the ref, and it was uh, they had Cincinnati over um, over Kevin. What's what's the guy's name? Kevin Nash was in NWO. Kevin Nash, yeah, it was Kevin Nash, and what Bret Hart was in it too. Was it or who, uh, who am I no. thinking of? You might be thinking of Scott Hall. Scott Hall, and it was uh, it was. So it was UCF over Hulk Hogan, Cincy over um, Kevin Nash, and it was uh, Coastal Carolina over Hall. And that's that's really that to the essence. That gets to the heart of, of my entire argument here. At this point, the group of five need to make their own playoff. Yeah. Because the year that UCF, the years that UCF went undefeated, they did everything right. They were winning their games by an average of three touchdowns. There's nothing else a team can do. And if they're going to get blew out, sure, let them get blew out. But let me read for y'all just a couple of scores that have been produced out of playoffs so far for all the people who've been screaming, oh, the blowouts, the blowouts, the blowouts. Uh, 24-7, Alabama over Washington. 31-0, Clemson over Ohio State. 59-20, Oregon over Florida State, 38-0, Alabama over Michigan State, 37-17, uh, Clemson over Oklahoma, 65-28. to <laughs> That's a five-touchdown <laughs> blowout. LSU to Clemson, I mean, LSU to Oklahoma last year, 30-3, Clemson to Notre Dame. At some point, we've got to admit, it has nothing to do with the blowouts, and it has everything to do with these teams don't have name recognition or they don't have the fan bases. Because Coastal Carolina has beat all comers in front of them. They've, that's all they've done. They've beat multiple teams that would be undefeated except for losing to them. Louisiana, who beat uh, Iowa State, who went on to play in the Big 12 Championship. BYU, who's undefeated besides their loss to them. What else do you want from them? Cincinnati, they were clamoring at the bit, begging Ohio State to play after the Michigan game got canceled. What else do you want? These teams are like, what do you what do you want, especially in a year like this, where you tell people, hey, all the conferences are going to cancel all the non-conference games possible. Okay, great. These teams are going undefeated. You've got to let them in. You've got right. to let them in. All right? You've just got to do that. And for me, I, I don't think they got it right. I don't. Because, again, there should be no way you have more undefeated teams outside the playoff than in. That doesn't make sense. That defies logic. That defies reason. So for me, that's that's my little spiel on that, and I think that more teams should go around doing what um, doing what UCF did, claiming themselves as national champions. If you go undefeated, the college football playoff don't let you in. Good, give yourself a national championship ring. Who's gonna stop you? Who's gonna deny you? Because it's 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 a travesty, and there's some nonsense that they don't. But anywho, also in this bowl season, we're seeing all of these conferences have to get their tie-ins in and all that. And, a two and eight University of South Carolina is going to a bowl game. <laughs> Fellas, are these bowls getting out of hand? Or like, talk to me. Is there is there is this a symptom of college football being broken, or is this just a 
you know, this is a COVID year, so we're going to let it slide. No, I think it's a symptom of college football being too centered around money. Like, if you wanted to uh, pinpoint just a, a sports organization that's money hungry, the first one that would be on your list would be would be college football. Um, I Absolutely. always have believed that bowl games have been out of hand. Like, when we were kids, I swear I remember it being the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Cotton Bowl. Am I forgetting any of them? I mean, there, there was when, – when we were growing up, that's when the bowls started to expand. Yeah, was, like now you got the like Chick-fil-A Rose, bowl. Orange tax – yeah. <laughs> the, it, you, the, didn't, the, uh, you didn't have the uh, Bitcoin bowl yeah, the, when the, we the, were growing up. <laughs> the we, general insurance bowl. I'm like, bro, this is, is, is going too far. So I always felt like bowl games were, were a little out of hand for – basically my entire entire life watching college football. So, yeah, I believe it is out of hand. But even in a situation like that, if you want to make these bowl games reputable, I understand that it's about, that it's about money. And South Carolina might have uh, the biggest cachet out of yeah. teams that's eligible for that bowl game. And I understand it's about money. But if you want to make these things legitimate or you want to make these things reputable, you have to reward teams that are out there playing better football than a 2-8 and eight football team. Jesus Christ. 2-8. That's just oh, Chris, what, what you think about this two and eight tip business, man? What you think, bro? If this not a money scheme, that's obvious. I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> you, it can't be more. You get what I'm saying? Like, two and eight. Nobody even watched y'all after y'all fourth game, probably, because it was just like, okay, we're not going to be good this year. Like, and but y'all got a bowl game. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I want to say it's because it's USC. That's probably a big chunk of the reason why. Because I mean, at the end of the day. It is voted upon, and they do pick a lot of favoritism when they vote. Am I right, Gibbs? I mean, you, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I yeah, mean, this is college football, not the NFC East, man. Right, right. So, I mean, it's it's just – it's getting sad. Like, they don't even try to cover it up anymore. Two and eight, I shouldn't be getting rewarded anything at two and eight. If I was the USC, I would be like, I'm not playing in that game. We suck. You know, you know, I'm – Honestly and truly, I think South Carolina should opt out. And there are a lot of teams opting out, by the way. And that's another thing that we're going to get to a little later. But I think that South Carolina should join that group. Like, something should something should talk to them and be like, yo, like, this is this is nonsense. We're too, we're too bad to be playing in the bowl. We hey. legitimately don't deserve it. And we're going to get embarrassed. You're 2-8. Like, hey, hey, what, what are you doing? What, would y'all say this is equivalent to getting a participation trophy when you, when you lose in the in the community league or something? You get a participation <laughs> trophy. This is equivalent to that to me. You know, your team came Absolutely. out here and played with the COVID, so we're gonna get y'all a bowl game. Absolutely, this is it's just it's it's god awful. It's it's god awful. So and now this is the equivalent to you losing by twenty, and the mama still give you orange slices after the game over. Oh my God! Not the team mama <laughs> with the orange slices. Not the team mama with. The, don't worry about it. We'll we'll get them signed right up. Don't worry about it. Wow, that's that's tough. That's that's tough. Now, fellas, uh, we talked about some teams opting out of bowl games for player safety and all that, and some players. A lot of players, uh, notably Kyle Pitts from Florida, was one of them. Uh, top tight end in the nation, going to be the first tight end drafted, as well as many others are opting out of bowl game, as well as some teams. What do y'all think? Do y'all think, like, hey, it's too little too late at this point? Like, you've already risked it all season. Go ahead and give them one more game. We're just like, hey, you know what? I don't mind it. Man, I think it really depends on your stock. I feel like it's a great opportunity for people that um, 
are trying to get to the next level to maybe rise up their stock a little bit. But at the same time, if it's a player that already is pretty much solidified and already been in talks with their agent, with teams, and you know you may get drafted at a higher spot if you are in a position to go on to the league, then I would say sit it out. I mean, you've made it this far, you know, playing with fire. Don't risk it again if you know where you're going to go. But I do think it's a good opportunity. It, it's a give and take. I think it's a good opportunity if you're not in a position to go to the next level, if that's where you're trying to go. But if you aren't eligible, um, I think you should play. If you're trying to rise up in your stock, I think you should play. But if you know where you're going to go, I say go ahead and sit it out. There's no reason in, in risking this this late in the season. No, I feel uh, that. I feel that. Uh, Chris, what you thinking, man? I 100% agree. I mean, part of me saying, like, What's the point? Like, I mean, let's be honest. Who, who, who honestly, honestly? Because the, these bowl games usually be played on New Year's Eve. Who honestly is watching these games sober or, or even focused on these games? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's be honest. So, I'm, I'm just, not, you know, I'm going to go I'm party because 2020 over with. So, I'm going to go party. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to say this. There are some guys who have uh, – there's, there's money to gain for certain guys. But some people – the the heads in the bar, the heads in the bar. Kyle, there's nothing Kyle Pitts can do in a bowl game that will make him more money. Are there many guys on his level? Not really. Right. Um, the young man Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, he earned himself a lot of money in the Pac-12 championship game. If I was him, I shut it down. I shut it down. And be like, hey, you know, more power to y'all. Y'all be great. Uh, peace and much love to all y'all. But I I really don't see the point in coming back. And, and keeping this going. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, again, I'm a huge believer in the idea that let's let's give these guys full autonomy of their careers. Uh, again, I'm not even – actually, Kayvon Thibodeau is a sophomore, so he got to come back next year anyway, whatever. But the fact of the matter is simple for me. Um, these guys have – they've done – a lot of these guys have done whatever they need to do, and I feel like it's time for them to go on and, and – Go make them some money. Um, and, again, just like I am with the NBA, I'm not against guys uh, going where they want to go or wherever. You know, I'm, a, I'm against players pulling horrible, bad for competitive balance in the NBA-type moves. But I'm not against uh, players leaving early, players sitting out, whatever the case may be. It be like that sometimes, man. And, and, and with these guys on the football field, it's the same way. They don't have guaranteed contracts. They don't they don't make as much uh money as NBA players do. So by all means, go get paid. Go get paid. Go and shut it down. And as far as teams who are opting out of bowl games, I mean, I get it that y'all are trying to look out for player safety now because the numbers are spiking in a way that we haven't seen. And I'm proud of you for it, but it is a little it's it's too little too late for me. As far as if my son was playing for you, you've already shown us what the deal is. You've already shown us cash is king. So why are we playing now? Like, what are we? Come on. Really? But anywho, we're going to move right along and we're going to get into this NBA nonsense. Because Chris has seen a a little bit too much preseason basketball. (laughs) And I I feel like the Jazz have as well. Because we were just discussing who needs to be going, Rudy Gobert or... Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan, they read up Donovan Mitchell, so we all assume, okay, bet Rudy's out of there. Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. Rudy got the largest contract ever for a center in the NBA, two hundred five over five years. 
Did he get overpaid? Talk to me. Yes, without a shadow of a doubt, he got overpaid. I mean, we're talking about... We wouldn't be having this conversation, even though he hasn't won much. We wouldn't be having this conversation if it was Joel Embiid, who was arguably the best center in the league. But we're talking about a guy who's clocking, you know, six minutes in the All-Star game if he makes the All-Star team. We're talking about a guy who's not a superstar. He's barely an All-Star. He's not an MVP candidate. Like, he got the third largest contract in in the history of basketball. This man is making more money than Anthony Davis. This man is making more money than LeBron James, yo. Oh it, it's it's Rudy oh. Gobert, like it's not even, and and that's not even a thing of it. I, I can understand if like we saw these numbers out of Rudy five years ago, and he's maybe twenty four years old, and we're like, man, like he's he's not a superstar yet, but he's a defensive player of the year candidate. He's putting up some decent offensive numbers. If we lock him down for five years, we don't the the you know what I'm saying the it's a glass ceiling on what these on, on what these next five years can be, right? That's facts, but. He's 29. By the time this contract is over, Rudy Gobert is going to be 34 years of age. There's not, with unless your name is LeBron James, athletically, there's no player in the history of basketball that hit the age of 29 and got better, like their body improved. It's only a handful of players that was able to do that just off of pure skill. When we're talking about off of pure skill, we're talking about Kobe's and Jordan's and Magic Johnson's. We're not talking about dudes barely making an all-star team. You know, I, this is to be averaging fifteen and fourteen, and <laughs> like just barely scraping an All Star game. Yeah. I don't know. You gave that. a max de- news flash for the Jazz. You gave a max deal to someone who's played the best basketball that we're ever going to see them play. You know what though? You're not wrong. You're not. I don't think that he has another level to reach. I, I really don't. Well, I think there are other levels, but I don't think he's capable, physically, skill-wise, capable of reaching. Right. Chris, what you thinking, man? Did they overpay? Y'all ready for my answer? <laughs> we ready. You the money man, the man with the plan. So you tell us, did they overpay? Listen, when I saw this alert, I instantly text Gibbs and Josh and said, fellas, Rudy Gobert just got $205 million. What time y'all want to go to the gym and get some shots up? I can get a 10-day, bro. I, I, I'm telling you, if we worked hard enough, I think we might be able to squeeze a 10 <laughs> Like, we did day and night for the next six months. No, okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, let me just, let me school the audience on something. Rudy Gobert for a career. 15.1, 13.5 rebounds. 15.1 points, 13.5 rebounds. Rudy Gobert plays about 32 to 34 minutes a, a game. Rudy Gobert, only eight Point two field goals attempted in this NBA, where seven seconds or less seems to be the trend in most teams, where Absolutely. shooting a three-pointer is more important to shoot layups in, on most teams. Mm-hmm. In this era of basketball, they just pay someone that is going to eventually phase out of this era of basketball $205 million. What? <laughs> what sense does that make? The other part, here's here's the other part is for me. Honestly and truly, is Rudy Gobert a top five center right now? Like, honestly, if 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 you are talking about top five guys, if you think five he, centers right now that you're like, I you know what? I'm it depends. Are we counting Anthony Davis as a center? No. 
No, we'll count him as a power forward. Only to help. Okay, 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 okay. Is he top okay. five? So, so you got Yoki. You mm-hmm. got NB. Yeah. Yep. Yes. You got Carl Anthony Towns. Right. Yep. Um, let me think. Help me out. Aiden, DeAndre Ayton, not yet, but I, would, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'd take DeAndre Ayton over him. He's younger. His he's a modern day big. True. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. His he's younger. His upside is better. He does more offensively. <laughs> Defensively, you're not losing that much with him on the court in comparison to Rudy Gobert. Are y'all taking uh, Drummond over Gobert? Absolutely. No offense or bust mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not taking Drummond. I'm very big on Andre Drummond. I am not. I mean, he can use 20 points a game regardless. That's what I'm saying. Get Rudy out of here. Get like well, I mean, but 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 Gobert you see, this is, is but this is my point though. They've given the biggest contract ever to a guy where it's a debate, to where right. it's a it's a question of if you're top five. If I'm gonna pay you more than anybody who's ever paid your played your position has made, I need to know. I can't ask any questions about like nobody should be able to ask. Is there if I'm if I got Giannis? Nobody, even Giannis is playing with one of the guys that is arguably top five all time. He is he is happening to come along at the same time as LeBron James. If I asked all, is he a top five small forward right now? Nobody is going to be like, well, uh, <laughs> is there, right. well, is there? Well, Jimmy Butler's there. You got Jimmy. Well, you got Kawhi. Nobody going to say that. Immediately, as soon as I say, is Giannis top five? At his position, what would y'all say? Without a doubt. If yeah. I asked if he was top five players in the league right now, y'all would say? Without a doubt. This man, we're not even talking about players in the league. We're just talking about center, and there's a debate to be had. Right. <laughs> Jazz, Utah, y'all have overpaid. I'm sorry to tell you. because, And I really don't even like saying that teams overpaid for players because we understand that, like the, the realistic value of these players is immense. However, in the current scheme that we have set up with the salary cap and all that, and this ain't baseball, and you can't just keep spending and spending until, you know, like, they they definitely overpaid. They definitely overpaid for this man. It's, it, it's sad. It's a sad, sad commentary because people going to look at this contract and, whew, they're going to look at him like the Bison Dele of the, the 2020s. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Bison Dele is or why his contract was so astronomical and head-shaking, look him up. Anywho. Oh, worst contract, worst contract. Um, This contract or Orlando's Rashard Lewis contract? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When they first got him, he wasn't making that much when they first got him, right? Right. No. Uh, I think they gave Rashard Lewis four years, 80. Four years, 80. Oh, okay. All right. I don't think that that one was as bad only because at that time, Orlando was competing for championships. That's true, the only true. reason I say that. And their belief was he is a key piece to keep around the white. So it made sense. However, uh, Jazz, y'all ain't competing for no damn championship. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm sorry to tell y'all. If like, we being honest, if we being honest, are they? I mean, as as no, no. I'm saying, if we being honest, then they're not. They're not competing for no championship. So yeah, uh, this got this contract is definitely worse to me. 
Um, and it's not even about the whole you rubbed the actual superstar Donovan Mitchell the wrong way with the whole COVID situation. It's more so about the fact that you don't provide that much value and y'all aren't competing for championships. Anytime a team's competing for championships, hey, pay whoever you got to pay. The, the price goes up naturally when you got Super Bowl champion, when you got world champion attached to your name. The price goes up naturally when you're thinking they're going to add that to their name. Sure. But like Rudy... Listen, my thing is, my thing is, my thing is, though, in the West, I could see if it was the East and you was dominating the East, you had a chance to, like, the next five years to win the East for the next five years. I could get it. But you're in the West. You might not even make it out the West the duration of his contract. You might not even make it out the West. Because, Pete, if you win the East, if you win the East every year, you might come back into a championship. You you got a shot. You you an injury away. You're an injury away from winning the championship. The Raptors literally backed into a championship just by a few folks getting injured at the right time. Exactly. Like you, that, that, that's what I'm if saying. If you really but, look at that year, if you really – people don't understand how detrimental that Kawhi shot was to all of, like, the East hopes and dreams. If he misses that shot that ended up winning the game, that game seven for the Raptors, I'm pretty sure the, the, the uh, 76ers – Going to win the championship. Like, that's a thing that was probably going to happen. Because after that, wasn't it the Eastern Conference Finals the next series? Yeah. Yep. And who wait, was, wait, you talking about you talking about Mike Conley shot? No, no, no. That would have no, been no, the second no, no. round. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the one that Kawhi hit where it's like a Oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah. So so that was second round. Who did they go on to play in the Conference Finals that year? Boston. They they played the Celtics. Yeah, I think that if that shot lands, no, 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 we got it wrong. We they played Milwaukee the second round and they beat Milwaukee. Remember? Then so they played the, the Sixers. Finals. That was the conference finals. Yes, yes, yes. My no, bad. Oh, okay. uh-uh. no, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Look it up. I'm telling you, that was the conference finals because they beat. Remember, they was like they went up two. The Bucks went up two zero and they lost four straight. That might have been the conference finals. Then that had to be second round. That, that was that was no hit the buzzer beater. No, that was that was the conference final because Philly was literally one shot away from going to the finals. So I remember that's why they kept in beating Simmons together because they were one shot away from going to the finals. Then they had this bad year this past year. No, 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 no. Well, wait, that was the second round. Yeah, that was the second Eastern round. Conference semifinals. Yeah, so they, that's that so was, they put, did they play Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals then? Yeah, no, so Milwaukee on no, the Milwaukee didn't go to the conference finals though. They must. I don't know who they played in the, the Eastern Conference Finals, but I know. That that was the uh, the second round, and at the end of the day, here's the fact of the matter with that: that shot right there. If it goes differently, if that shot goes differently, no, y'all right. That right. whole the whole scheme of everything that happened there changes. It changes. It it just does. You can't tell me, oh yeah, that the because the Raptors defeated the Bucks in. The Eastern no, the Cel- no, the the Bucks beat the Celtics and the Raptors beat them in the finals. Yeah, right. The and, finals, and, yeah. So if the if the 76ers ended up playing the Bucks, I think the 76ers would have won a, a tough four three series, and the 76ers go on to get they get a first championship since Doctor J. Yep, since eighty. That would have been a free ring, free ring. I tell you, that would have been. But honestly, that's that's what can happen if you are just a team 
that is set up to win your your side every year. Because I mean, if you, for example, if we say that Warriors team, even up against the Pistons when they were going every other year, every year, none of those Pistons teams were super elite, except the '04 year. And other than that, all those injuries to those Warriors, the Pistons for sure could have got one, for sure. So, you know, the 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 Jazz overpaid because they're not even in position to back into a championship. Right. In order for the Jazz to get one, they would need LeBron to go down, AD to go down. They would need for Luka to stop progressing. They would need for Porzingis to go down. They would need for the Clippers to go full Clipper on it. Uh, they would they need... Would... They, oh, on the East, they would need for Tatum to take no more steps forward, Smart, no more steps forward, Brown, no more steps forward, and at least one of them would have to get hurt. I mean, if, well, if on they the topic, were... man, once we get to these predictions, I already got the Jazz on the way out, bro. And you know what? I agree. I I have the Jazz as my eight seed. So, and and, and I'm a, we, we'll get to that in a bit. But oh, I, just, I disagree with y'all with that one. But I they're mean. not in the. <laughs> uh, uh, but here's the thing: at the end of the day, are they in position to beat the Nuggets without a lot of injuries, without a lot of bad stuff happening? No, but are they, I mean I don't who who are they in position to beat without a lot of bad happening in, in the West. In the East, it also gets bad for them. The Bucks are they in position to win that if Giannis is healthy? No. Uh, the Celtics, are they in position to beat them all healthy? No. The Nets, if if they were all health, well, the Nets, their health is naturally just not going to be very great for whatever. Uh, the Heat, could 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 you see the Jazz beating the Heat in a seven-game series if no, no the Heat chance. are relatively healthy? No chance. No. So, I mean, they – they, there. It would take too much for them to back into a championship for you to be paying out this type, this type of money. That's just, that's just my personal thing. And you know what? Y'all done already jumped the gun, so I guess we got to go ahead and get to our Eastern and Western playoff predictions, fellas. Who do y'all have as y'all sixteen teams in the playoffs? Talk to me. All right. So I'll go first, just because I want to explain something to the audience first. Jacking, if you don't mind. Um, so this is how it's going to be set up. So the regular season is going to go from December 22nd to March 4th for the first half of the regular season. Then it's going to be an all-star break from March 5th to the 10th. Then they're going to resume games on March 11th to the 16th of May for the second half of the regular season. Then March, May 18th through the 21st, it's going to be a play-in tournament on both sides, on the East and the West. So we, I, I took this into account into my uh, playoff bracket. That's why I, I, I wanted to go first. And then May 22nd to the July 22nd is going to be the NBA playoffs. So that being said, on the East, no, I'll let you go first here, first guy, because I got a lot of stuff y'all ain't going to agree with. I want to go last. <laughs> All right, so I, I guess we can go ahead and knock out the East first, man. So in the East, I got number one. Um, I got the Bucks number one again. I mean, they – Improved from last year. They were already number one team in the league. We know they're a great regular season team. The playoffs may be something different, but I think it's a, a given that the Bucks are going to be one. Two, I got the Nets. Um, I don't have a lot of belief in the Nets as far as how far they can go in the playoffs. But at the same time, when you have two players the caliber of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you're going to win games. It's very rare that we see experiments with two superstar players, three superstar players, uh, and it doesn't work out. So for that reason, and they're in the Eastern Conference, I got the Nets two. 
the Celtics have got three. The Celtics are always going to stay around three. I think they improved, and uh, I think we'll get into it later and uh, throughout the year. But the Celtics are are actually my early predictions to make it to the finals. Um, I think they made a slight improvement. I think Tatum got better. I think he's ready to take that leadership role. Um, and then I got the Heat at four. I think the Heat are going to be good at four because they're. Uh, I don't think the Heat are a team that's just going to go super hard uh, in the in the regular season. When it could, I think they're going to pace themselves. They're going to work smart, not hard, and you know, pace themselves for the playoffs. I got the Sixers at five, which is not disrespect because I still think I still think the Sixers have a good team. But it's just that those top four in the East are so loaded. I don't think the Sixers are really going to like identify themselves as a as a top contender out East. Um, six is the Raptors. The Raptors were what the two seed last year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I got the Raptors at six because they didn't get yeah, better. Two or three. Yeah, they, they got they, worse. Yeah, they paid Van Vliet, and even though I think Van Vliet is going to hoop, at the same time, it's going to be hard for him to hoop because you're giving him that much money, you're probably going to run Laurie at the one and Van Vliet at the two. That's a super mm -hmm. undersized backcourt for starters. Yeah. So you're going to be at a disadvantage when you play. Like if I named the Bucks, they got physical guards. The Nets – they got physical guards. The Celtics, they got physical guards. The Heat, they got physical guards. So when you got guards that small, and then you and then Ben Simmons pushing point guard for the Sixers, bro. You about to, you're not about to have Kyle Lowry check Ben Simmons. You're not about to have Van Vliet check Ben Simmons. So that's already putting you at a disadvantage because Philly got a big team as well. And then on top of that, you already are lacking in the backcourt when it comes to defense because Van Vliet, even I don't even I don't even know if he's gonna play the same. Chris said earlier that um Van Vliet might not have that same drive because he's getting paid more, which could be true. I don't think he's that that kind of guy, but at the same time, you have to play a guy that's getting that many minutes. And if a point guard blow past them, who you got at the rim? You lost Gasol and you lost Ibaka. That's interior defense that you're missing out, but I still think they have a good enough system in place with those players. Um, now, they did pick up Aaron Banks, I believe. Come on, bro. That dude is a man. Hey, Aaron hey, I'm, just, I'm just saying... Hey, Aaron Brands, he, he kind of mean looking. Hey, like, Chris, you know. this is serious sports. Though. Come on, bro. <laughs> they picked up Brains, Calabrini. Come on, bro. Just cut it out, man. No, Big but, white um... mamba energy. Huge <laughs> white mamba energy. Now, and then also another thing why I don't I don't think the Raptors are going to reproduce what they did last year. Um, I'm not I'm not bought in on the spicy P train, y'all. People are you know lining Pascal Siakam to be you know. I don't think he's superstar. bought in. I don't think he's bought. Hey, in I think he, I think he's cool. I think he's cool, but I don't – he's not – Um, I don't think he's like this MVP candidate type player that, that the media is making him out to be. I don't think he's nowhere near that. Like, I think he's going to make a few more all-star teams, and that's like the the zenith of what we're going to see out of Pascal Siakam. Because um, he's in the East, by the way. That's why yeah, he's going to exactly. make a few all-star games. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I got uh, I got Washington at seven. I don't think they're going to do anything impactful, but at the same time, um, as much as people like to slander him, bro, we got Russell Westbrook on that team, along with Bradley Beal, who was giving you 30 a game last year. In the Eastern Conference, off the strength of those two players, you're going to make the playoffs. Just off the strength of those two players. And then rounding out the East, I actually got the Hawks at 8. I was kind of battling with myself between whether or not I would put the Pacers at 8 or the Hawks at 8. But um, I think we spoke last week on the show, and I said the Hawks aren't going to make it. But I forgot that they signed. I knew that they signed Bogdanovich. I forgot that they signed Gallinari too, and that's that's going to bring veteran a veteran presence to the team. It's going to bring some clutch shooting to the team. It's going to bring the right way to play basketball to the and team and a healthy Clint Capella. It, exactly, bro. So, um, 
don't get me wrong, I don't want to disrespect Pacers fans because they still got a decent team. But at the same time, I think it's going to be a lot of turmoil around that team simply because I don't think all of those pieces are going to be there. I think the Pacers are looking to like shake things up and possibly rebuild. So by the time we get to the trade deadline, I'm not even sure if we're going to see Oladipo still in Indiana. So that's the reason I got uh, the Hawks taking that eight spot. And that experience is going to help them get to the next, you know, phase of whatever they're building in Atlanta. So that's my one through eight in the East. Bucks, Nets, Celtics, Heat, 76ers, Raptors, Wizards, Hawks. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to just tell you all this. I put a lot less thought into this thing. Not even going <laughs> to lie to you. Fans, y'all mean a lot to me. Y'all know y'all do. I recorded this show with COVID, so y'all know that, like, y'all mean something to me. But <laughs> after the fifth team in the East, I don't think that anybody means anything as far as, like... <laughs> they, they don't. They don't, but we got to do it oh, the way, they can, bro. <laughs> they can win a championship, or they can... Here's the, the thing about meaning something to me. Also, if you could, like, make some disruption for one of the top teams, that is what also make in my book, have you in that category. So here are the top five that matter to me. The Bucks, Celtics, Raptors, Nets, Heat. In that order? Now, um, you know, the Raptors and Nets are pretty much, Raptors through Heat, really, are interchangeable. You can move them any which way, and you'll be all right. But I think the Bucks and Celtics are the top two teams uh, coming out the East. And behind them, behind those five, I mean, you got... Philly, Bulls, Washington in no particular order. Um, but also, I think Atlanta is just outside that mix. I, I, not a, nobody after the Heat do anything for me. The Magic. <laughs> the Magic. I think that they haven't blown it up. I think Cole Anthony, if he can prove to be a an explosive scorer as a six-man here, I think that'll be good for him. But I don't see that them beating any of these teams, especially not with Jonathan Isaacs coming off of tearing his ACL. I just don't see it. Uh, Philly, they can't shoot. Like, that's just as simple as it. Yeah. They cannot, as a team, shoot the basketball. Tobias Harris has robbed you people blind. <laughs> $180 million. And I, I am high on Tobias Harris. I think he's a good player. $180 million? No. No. I'm sorry. That's I just... think that was be- – I think the, the turmoil between that one was because they lost Jimmy automatically because he said he wasn't signing. They was like, we can't lose Jimmy and Tobias. So we got to throw it, make sure nobody offers Tobias any more money. I understand. Right. But that puts them in a the category for me. You don't move the needle for me one way or the other. I don't even see them matchup-wise causing problems for the Bucks, causing problems for the Celtics. I think they could cause problems for the Raptors, but even the Raptors, they're only in that top, the top uh, five for me because I can see them causing problems for the Nets. I can see the Raptors just because of the way that their team is constructed causing a lot of problems for the Nets. Uh, but other than that, I don't really think the Raptors have too much by way of championship pedigree. And then I've got the Bulls. Uh, they're young. They're up and coming. Billy Donovan, to me, is one of the best um, coaches in the NBA. I think that he's a, a guru of working with young guys, making them better. So I think that he'll he'll turn that team into something. And um, and I think that Kobe White is going to be a candidate, if not the winner of the Most Improved Player Award this year. And uh, Washington, Russ doesn't really move the needle for me, but 
I mean, hey, I could I could see him getting in there, winning some ball games in the playoffs, not winning two or more series. Maybe one if they slide up in the right way, but mm, nothing really beyond that. Um, Atlanta, I know that this is the ninth team, but Atlanta is another team. That, I think with Rondo's veteran leadership, Gallo's veteran leadership, all that, just showing uh, John Collins and, and Trey Young how to be pros, I can see them maybe causing some problems. But, again, beyond those top five, none really, I think, will be looking up toward the end of the year saying that they matter. Yeah. So, what? who y'all got coming out the West? No, 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 no. I ain't going to mind shit. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad, Chris. Yeah, you been, don't pre- don't do been prepping for this one. <clears throat> Bucks number one because they a regular season team, but they not gonna do nothing in the playoffs. But anyway, number two Celtics, number three the Nets because Kyrie burning sage everywhere. People gonna I don't know some bad juju gonna happen. I don't know. But seventy six is at four. I got more faith in them because they they got rid of Al Horford. They got some more shooters. So Ben might not have to shoot as much if they can stagger and be and Simmons correctly. And Doc Rivers is always good in a regular season until he shows what he did last season in the playoffs. So I got the Sixers at four. Miami, I don't think they're really that pressed on the regular season because we saw what they can do when they want to play for real in the playoffs. So I think Miami going to play up and down. They're going to win the game here and there. They're going to make sure they make the playoffs, but I don't think they really care about their seed. And Eric Spo, he not going to play his players like uh, a, a Knicks coach, Tim uh, Tibbs. He's not going to play his players like that. I got Washington at six. Washington would have made the playoffs last year, don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen, if John Wall was healthy. They would have made the playoffs last year. However, they did. he wasn't healthy, and they signed Russell Westbrook. Well, they traded for Russell Westbrook, who's, uh, in my opinion, slightly better than John Wall in most aspects. I will say John Wall's a better shooter. They both can't shoot, but I will say John Wall's a more proven shooter. Like, I would guard him over Russell Westbrook at the three. So I got the, the Washington at six. Got the Pacers at seven, and I got Toronto at eight. But my 9 and 10 team is the Atlanta and the Bulls because the play-in tournament. So I got them 9 and 10. I think the winner of that play-in tournament, whoever they play between the Pacers or Toronto, because I got them interchangeable, that's who will be our AFC. So it's between Toronto, Atlanta, and the Bulls. Orlando, I think they're going to end up blowing it up mid-season, and everybody else is trash in the East. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. All right. So when we get to talking the West, Guyton, who you got? Uh, Lakers first. I think the Lakers are the favorite to repeat. I actually think this is going to be one of the the most. Well, I'm not going to say one of the most easily predictable uh repeat champions because we all knew Golden State with KD was going to repeat. So we've of seen course. that in recent of years. Course. But at the same time, I don't see any ch- uh team with like a a logical chance of beating a healthy Lakers team. They already won a championship and they got better, and not many other teams got better, especially in the Western Conference. Um, with that being said, I got the Lakers one. I got the Nuggets at two. I think the Nuggets are going to make a great improvement, and I think we're really going to see like the next step of that team. I think that uh, Bo Bo is going to get some heavy minutes, and he's going to um, show a lot of improvements. I actually think he's going to be like a floor general once Jokic hits the floor, and I think a lot of teams are going to have a problem dealing with that kind of offense because if you notice, a lot of teams um, – struggled with the Denver while Jokic was in the game but when Jokic went to the bench they were able to run you know a more traditional defense with that with the point guard controlling the tempo of the game 
But with Jokic in the game controlling the pace, teams have a hard time defending that. And then once Jokic sit down and then a backup center comes in the game and he's able to facilitate as well, I think that's going to cause a, head, a headache for a lot of teams. So I got the Nuggets at two, have Dallas at three. Um, we're going to get into, you know, our season award predictions later, but that's the reason I got Dallas at three. I think a healthy Dallas team is better than a lot of teams in the NBA. And I think we're about to see Luca finally solidify himself uh, into superstardom. If we didn't already see it last year in the playoffs, um, I got the Clippers at four. I think the Clippers are going to be in a mood. So I, I do think the Clippers are going to be better than last year, believe it or not. I think that, um, the players on that team got a, got a wake up call and they're going to be in a better mind state. Uh, and I think they may be coached slightly better, even though it's pretty much the same coaching staff. And I think since we're having a regular season, it's not a bubble season. We're going to see a lot of low management from Kawhi and Paul George, which is why they're going to be a four C, but I think they're going to be well rested for the playoffs. Uh, <clears throat> we got the, Bla I got the Blazers at five. I know last, I think it was last week we, we slandered the Blazers, but if you think about it, man, in the Western Conference, that is outside of those four teams, the West is not that deep. And um, it's hard for me to slander Dame Lillard, especially after what he did last year in the bubble. He didn't have a healthy team most of the year. Portland probably had the most injuries out of any team in the league. And Dame drugged that team to the playoffs. Every year since he was a rookie, he's been the leader of that team, and he's taking them to the playoffs every year, regardless of who he had around him. So I think that with the healthy Blazers team and the way the West is looking, I think he can actually get like a, a better seeding. And I think a Blazers-Clippers matchup is going to be interesting round one. But I got the Blazers at five. I got the Warriors at six. The Warriors were actually the only team I had giving the Lakers somewhat of a headache. But without Clay. of course, that's not happening. But with the system I see that they have in place and the way that I see Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins shoot the ball in the in the offseason i mean in the preseason um i'm thinking that warrior system is kind of like bulletproof i mean of course you need the players to make it work but they're looking pretty good in that system and i think steph can can get you 25 points a game and take that team to a six seed i don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs but i got a six seed for the warriors i got a seven seed the suns i think chris paul after what he did with the thunder last year he got eight and booker by a side so he can get them to a seven seed that's pretty self-explanatory and then the reason you don't pay rudy gobert that much money is because i got the jazz at eight i think that team's chemistry is off i think a lot of teams pass them up and i just don't really see them having a, a system in place where they can play effective basketball especially over the next few years when a few of these younger teams get better and these more veteran teams stay healthy i don't need, i don't i think we're hitting a, a phase where the jazz might have to hit the might have to hit the reset button and decide are we sticking with Go Bear or Donovan Mitchell for the future. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree uh, with most of what you said there, but especially the part about the Jazz. That's that's the honest to God truth there. Chris, who you got coming out the West, man? <clears throat> okay, Lakers one, Denver two. Denver and my third team, the Clippers, are intertwinable because. They both have a player that I'm I'm thinking they're gonna have a year. And I know I sound like I'm 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 doing some crack. But I really think Paul George this regular season is gonna hoop like he should in regular season. But we know pandemic P gonna strike again in the playoffs. But regular season, I think Paul George gonna average about twenty eight a game. Especially with the new coaching staff they got over there and, and uh with Ty Lue, even though he was right next to Doc Rivers. I do think Ty Lue's got a different outlook on the game, different coaching style than Doc Rivers. So we've seen him in Cleveland. 
So he's he, he's managed two stars before, even though Doc Rivers has. But Doc Rivers, that team was gifted to him, though, man. I, I really just don't. Never mind. We gonna, I'm not going to slam Doc Rivers anymore. <laughs> but anyway, I got Utah at four because they're always a good regular season team. I got Golden State at five. Um, that Kelly Oubre signed and did it for me. Um, yeah. Them getting Kelly Oubre uh, is a sleeper. And I keep telling people that Kelly Oubre could win most of the if, if player I'm like honest, that. I, uh, I didn't think Kelly Oubre was that nice. Maybe I didn't see a lot of him because of the team that he was on. But watching these preseason games, I didn't know Kelly Oubre was that nice, bro. Oh, I've been high on Kelly Oubre since he played in Washington, man. Bro bro did it for me, man. He he He's a hooper, man. And he and I, I even noted when y'all said the Suns went 8-0 in the playoffs, we was doing a uh, pod in the bubble. They didn't even have Kelly Oubre. So if they had Kelly Oubre, I think they I think they have Kelly Oubre that whole season. I think they make the playoffs last year. So six, I got uh Dallas after Golden State. Seven, I got Portland, just because I think Dame is still gonna be enough, especially in a 72 game season. And he got a healthy Nurkic, hopefully, knock right. on wood. Healthy Nurkic. I think it'll be it'll be it'll be tough for them not to make it. I hate I, I know I might be a victim of preseason, but I got Memphis at eight. Cause Ja Morant, I didn't. I thought he was one of those Donovan Mitchell, D Wade type players, but he came to the league already primed. So it was just like he he wasn't gonna get he was gonna get better, but it was just gonna be because the game just just became easier for him. But Ja, ja Morant, he's a he's a he's a dangerous three point threat now, and he got even more athletic. It seemed like over the summer, like. But my nine and ten I, I team, just I think him figuring it out more, it allows him to play fast. Bro, John Morant is impressing me these preseason games. I'm sorry. But 9 and 10, I got the Suns in Houston because that's the play-in tournament. Sorry, Rockets. I don't think y'all going to keep James Harden. And I don't think Christian Wood, John Wall, and DeMarcus Cousins all coming back from injury. And Christian Wood not being on injury but being so young and being new to the league. I don't think that's enough to get us in the playoffs. But I do think we'll win the play-in tournament just because of Steven Silas and his new coaching staff and – I think that'll put us in the playoffs because we win a playing tournament. So Houston, I still got faith that we make the playoffs, but without James Harden, I just don't think we'll get past the ten seed. Then I got the Pelicans, Spurs, Sacramento, Memphis, OKC. So I mean, none of them teams really matter. Pelicans, uh, I'm not high on them. So I'm surprised we found out. Uh, I found out we we agreeing with the Rockets not making it. Man, yeah. you know that was the hardest decision for me. But you see, I had the loophole behind. That's why I wanted to read the rules first you know, and get y'all. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, ours are very similar, except for the Rockets, uh, because I, for me, Harden is the linchpin of this whole thing. If they hold Harden, they gonna make the playoffs. If Harden gone, they're not making it. Uh, but uh, for me, Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, the only three that really matter out the West. Uh, those are the only three that I think if if there was another team outside of those three representing the West, I would be shocked. I, and, and I'm like not exaggerating at all. I would legitimately be shocked. Somebody had had to pull off an upset or somebody had to have looked so awful. Ty Lue had to look so awful as a coach. And the Lakers also had to have some injuries or something. And the Nuggets as well. Because those three teams, I think they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, I think that the fourth team in is going to be the Mavs. Uh, I think that Luka takes that next step. But not only Luka, I think that uh, Porzingis returns to form a little bit. Yeah. I think he stays healthy this year. I think that'll be the great equalizer for them. I uh, disagree with that. That's why I had Dallas Lodo, bro, because I don't see. he has, has he been healthy one season yet? 
But I, I don't I, think so. I think that this will be the season. I think because of the way everything went and how short his last season was, I think this will be the season where he finally gets healthy. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong here. But beside, behind those four, again, no, none of these other teams matter. Like, let's be honest here. These other teams, they can agitate. They can do a little something. Uh, the Rockets as well. The Rockets are my wild card because they would matter if they keep Harden and all the guys are bought in and playing for Silas as hard as they can. I truly believe that they could give a Lakers or a Nuggets or a Clippers problems, uh, especially if there is a decent modicum of injuries on any of those teams. I, th- I could see some problems being had there. Uh, Blazers, um, yeah, I think they'll make it. But I, I'm not worried about the Blazers. I'm sorry, but I'm just not. Uh, didn't they lose Hassan Whiteside as well? Yeah, well, his contract's still pending. It probably are, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I thought that Hassan or Whiteside already signed elsewhere. I thought he signed with the Kings for like wild money or something. But anywho, uh, the Blazers, I just don't think they got the horses in the stable to compete with anybody. Warriors, same thing. Uh, defensively, they're just not going to have it. I think that James Wiseman is a better defender than many people give him credit for, but he's still a rookie. He's going to be a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes. He's going to get the foul right. trouble and all that good stuff. Um, the Jazz, they're the Jazz. Nothing special. <laughs> nothing Nothing is world-beating. They they don't have anything that is world-beating outside of Donovan Mitchell. That's it. That's the only part of them that I'm like, yo, he's he, he can go legend, and that scares me. Other than him, nothing there. Uh, Memphis, I like Memphis a lot. I think if John Morant and Jared Jackson and Dylan Brooks take the next step, they can move up into that four or five range where they can scare some folks. But I think that they're they're my uh, last team on the bubble that I think can't even make it in. But that's that's who I got uh, coming out the West. And that's that's pretty much it for me. I don't I don't think that uh, there's too much beyond that. But we're gonna drop it off to my main man Chris because again he is the money man. He's the betting man. And today we present to y'all long shots. This is where Chris is going to give y'all some bets where, hey, the odds are great. You put down $10, you can walk away with 2000 Talk to the folks, Chris. All right, y'all. So I'm, I'm going to set this say this first. Um, I gamble, but I'm not a life or death gamble. I don't gamble what I can't afford. And I also don't um, – I don't, I don't put money down on, like, stupid things. And if I don't like a bet, I simply just won't bet for that time frame. Like, I just won't – I won't do it. So that being said – I got a couple long shot bets. Last year, I was successful when I bet on the Lakers to win the championship before they had Anthony Davis, and it was plus 2,000 um, odds. So, you know, I put $100 down. So, that's I got $2,100 back because you get your $100 that you put down back. So, I'm just going to throw out some long shot bets if you are interested in betting that you can bet on. So, coach of the year. Now, the favorites are you got uh, Monty Williams for the Suns. You got Steve Nash for the uh, Nets, which I don't know how. Then you got... Uh, Eric Spo for the Heat. But my long shot pick is Rick Carlisle because Dallas had the number one offense ever last year. And they had an injured team. With a healthy team this year, they possibly could be a top three seed. Possibly could be have the MVP in Luka Doncic. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna give Rick Carlisle the long shot coach of the year. Rookie of the year. Now I know he was a rookie last year, but Bo Bo is coming back as a rookie this year. So, 
plus twenty five hundred. You put a hundred dollars down, you win twenty five hundred. So I would go with Bo Bo. That's a good pick. Now MVP. Now y'all may think this is too long shot, but Paul George and Jokic. We all of us have said that Denver and the Clippers are going to be a two three seed at best. But if they could sneak it to that one seed because the Lakers are resting players. I honestly, I see a world where Paul George and Jokic come to live, and they they could they could be an MVP. Hey, Chris, stop trying to take these people money. Stop trying to take these people money. <laughs> listen, listen, it's long shots, but I mean, <laughs> listen to me. That's last true. It seven, is the last, the shot. last six, last six MVPs, the the MVP is averaged over twenty eight points. I'm correct. I, I believe I'm correct. Besides the Derrick Rose MVP, which I think that's out of six years though. That was twenty fourteen, I believe. So we going into twenty twenty one. So yeah, that was out of six years. So they've averaged 26 or more. I'll say that to be more safe. 26 or more. Paul George is capable of doing that. Jokic is capable of doing that. However, Jokic isn't flashy enough. And Paul George, we all know about Paul George. I don't have to cook him no more. <laughs> right. Okay. Most improved player now that he's in that starting role. I got Kobe White for the Bulls. Um, He came off the bench a lot last year. They got Billy Donovan. You saw what Shazier did with Billy Donovan. Um, He's another person that's a favorite for the most improved. Shazier Alexander. Uh, Shay Gill just Alexander. I don't know why I keep calling him Shazier. But he's another one that's a favorite. But I don't think with it, without having Chris Paul, no more talent on that team, his numbers going to dip a little bit. He's going to have to shoot a lot more shots. Now, sixth man of the year. Now, these are the ones I might take their money gives, but I like these odds. Both of them have plus 4,000 odds, which is if you put $100 down, you will win $4,000 if y'all get the picture. Whatever whatever you put down $100 on, you win the, the odds. So, Jeff Teague for the Celtics. That was a late addition pickup for the Celtics. I like him a lot playing behind Kimball Walker. I like him a lot in Brad Stevens' offense. However, the other guy that's a toss-up for this award is Kyle Kuzma. I like Kyle Kuzma a lot because he's finally got his money with the Lakers. He finally got some comfort, like some stability, knowing he's going to be a Laker long-term. Hopefully, knock on wood, you know, they might have did that deal just to ship him off, make it easier to ship him off because he's going to be worth more money. But you never know with the Lakers. So, Kyle Kuzma is another good one because he's going to be coming off the bench for sure behind AD and LeBron. He can average 19, 20 a game easily. So, that's it for long shots of the year if you want to put some money down. Don't bet if you can't bet. Don't don't turn this into a problem. I do it just because it makes it more interesting watching the games. So Hey, please, don't don't blame facts over acts. If you got to call the gambling hotline, <laughs> if you're looking at the kids next Christmas talking about you ain't getting no gifts because daddy bet on the parlay with the war. Listen, don't. Don't bring that to facts over acts. It's not our fault. We bought long shots to y'all to just tell y'all about a couple bets that you can put a little bit of money down, make yourself a lot of money, okay? So now, now don't don't blame us for none of that. I know y'all sick of us. I know y'all sick of us uh, talking about gambling. We y'all we, we sick of y'all telling us about the kids can't get gifts because of facts over acts. So we're going to let y'all go. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,